Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say go Steelers! Go Steelers! What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast. This is Nick coming to you from the Houston Outpost in the humidity for a quick little check-in episode during one of the most depressing weeks of the American calendar. And if it's one of the most depressing weeks of the American calendar, it's one of the most depressing weeks of the world calendar. And that's because we have no NFL football. Not only do we have no NFL football, but the XFL is happening which is just depressing in its own right, particularly when you look at the videos of the 16 people in the crowd. Although, I don't know, San Antonio, I don't know if that was an XFL game or not. San Antonio was actually kind of lit. They were pretty loud over there, so maybe I shouldn't talk so much crap. That being said, the most exciting thing about the NFL is, or the XFL is the fact that Martavis Bryant is playing in it, somehow still playing football, and then we get to watch Martavis Bryant highlights on Twitter. You say, hey, remember how good he was? Remember how good he could have been? And then the NFL suspended him for marijuana and ruined his career and life. And also by the same standpoint, he couldn't, as Stephen A. Smith would say, stay off the weed long enough to um, just make millions and millions and millions of dollars and be a superstar in Pittsburgh lore. Anyways, it is fun to take a little trip back down memory lane towards Martavis Bryant and the Killer Bees and the team that could have been. But it's also fun to look forward. It's fun to look forward to maybe this next era of Steelers football with a Super Bowl competitive team led by Kenny Pickett. And in order to take that team to the next heights, you're going to need to knock it out of the park on some drafts here. And it's Eric Weidel and Omar Khan's first draft as fully in charge of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So... Of course, I do have a few uh, more thoughts on that draft as it approaches and as more opinions are matriculating in the social space. They might need to address Cam Hayward's position group, defensive lineman, given the fact that Cam has been teasing everybody about retirement on Twitter. I'll mention that real quick and uh, I'll talk about why this year is so important for the Steelers. And I think that's where I'll start. Here is the thesis. Here is the theme statement for the Steelers' 2023 season. 2023, the Steelers will not win the Super Bowl, but 2023 will tell the fan base if they can win the Super Bowl in the Kenny Pickett era with this roster. And here's what I mean by that. The Steelers had by far the youngest offense in the league this year in 2022. They lucked out with incredible offensive line continuity. And as a result of that, and as I think a result of 
you know, knocking the George Pickens pick out of the park. And, and honestly, of Kenny Pickett turning out to being a pretty spectacular leader from day one as a quarterback, the team was able to rebound and finish strong over the second half of the season offensively, given the low, 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 unbelievably low bar they had set for themselves in the first half of the season. The Steelers went ahead and retained one of the least creative offensive coordinators in the league, Matt Canada. This is not a subjective opinion. This is an objective opinion put together by anybody who knows the first thing about watching film. And I'll say for myself, I'm not nearly on the level of other people who break down film professionally and are able to dedicate hours of every day towards doing so. But it is pretty easy to see they only use a few formations and a few plays and they spam those plays and they use them over and over and over again. They completely neglect massive parts of the game like play action and using the center of the field and intermediate passing. Uh, There's really no excuse for just simply not being able to do those things. Whatever script they have inside their facility of, of justifying that is frankly just not justifiable because there are, there's free yardage to be made for them. That's not even about, oh, can our quarterback make the throw? Can our line protect? No, no, no. You can do play-action crossers, and people will be uncovered. So long story short, they retained an offensive coordinator who, by all accounts, has an incredibly low ceiling, although he can improve um, and, and did improve over the second half of the year, especially with his first drives of the game. Um, but in 2023, that Steelers offense has to hit the ground running. And Kenny Pickett looks the part as a franchise quarterback in terms of all of the intangibles. His leadership, it's pretty obvious to see. His poise, his composure, the fourth quarter comebacks at the end of the year, all awesome. That being said, the guy threw nine touchdown passes in the year. That number needs to be 25 or above. Like that is 25, that's just table stakes for a quarterback especially when you understand he will never be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, you know, whoever else, Justin Herbert. And that's fine. Like Ben wasn't Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Now Ben was, you know, in a different stratosphere. He's more probably like some of the other guys I just mentioned aside from Mahomes. Um, But the Eagles should give the Steelers hope because Jalen Hurts, despite him getting a, a, ton of credit for the team's success as quarterbacks always do. Jalen Hurts isn't in the same universe as Patrick Mahomes. And once again, he played a great Super Bowl, but this isn't really subjective. If you if you watch film, you understand, hey, Jalen Hurts is really good. Just like Kenny Pickett is really good. That rollout to the left touchdown dime that Kenny threw to Najee Harris to beat the Ravens, that's a beautiful play. That's a great play. Jalen Hurts has those type of plays too. But then when you watch Patrick Mahomes film and you compare it to Jalen Hurts, you see, oh yeah, Jalen Hurts doesn't have a single throw like Mahomes throwing it in between three people for a completion or scrambling out and putting the ball on a dime to a guy that's fully covered down, whatever it happens to be. The degree of difficulty of the throws for Mahomes. What Mahomes is asked to do is far above and beyond what somebody like Jalen Hurts is asked to do. But Jalen Hurts is really good. And that's what we hope for from Kenny. 
How did the Eagles make the Super Bowl? Well, they had Eric Weidel help build that thing. And so that's what the Steelers are going to do. No, what they did was they had just a dominant roster everywhere else. Now, I think that their defense was overrated. I've been on record as saying that for a long time, but their defense was Super Bowl worthy, just not historic. They had spectacular offensive and defensive lines. And really all of that is just due to drafting and prioritizing those positions in the draft. And yeah, they developed guys and they signed a Javon Hargrave. And then what did they do later? They took advantage of free agency the way that all Super Bowl teams do in this day and age. And they signed some older defensive linemen and Limval Joseph and Indomic Sue halfway through the season to make sure that their lines had depth, something that the Steelers have absolutely none of on either side of the ball. And then they made sure that when A.J. Brown ridiculously became available in a trade, they made a trade for him. That's a premier outside player. They did the same thing for Darius Slay on defense when he became available at a premium position the year before. They were aggressive in those trades, the same way the Steelers were with Minka Fitzpatrick. So this year for the Steelers, you should see them take strides, and they need to be in the top 15 uh, in terms of productive offenses, right? Because if that's not happening you're on a really bad trajectory and you got Joe Burrow next door. Who knows what happens with Deshaun Watson, but before all the stuff that went down with him, he falls into potentially the Mahomes esque class, honestly, in terms of it doesn't even matter who's on Watson's team. He's going to dominate. The Texans will get rid of um, whoever DeAndre Hopkins and he's going to Watson will have his best year ever. Now they only won like four games, I think. So, That tells you what you need to know. But long story short, we need to see production from the Steelers' offense. And if we do, we should be really encouraged. If we do not see a step forward, this Steelers team will expire. Cam Hayward doesn't have much longer left. TJ Watt's like 29 years old. You know, he's not going to be the MVP candidate forever, especially with how he plays the position and, and how he's been injured recently. I think he can bounce back from that. He was relatively healthy the past the two years prior to that. But right now you, you have a team that's going to be ready with guys in their prime. The offensive line should be in its prime. Najee Harris, you need to strike before that expires. First round running back who's already got 10,000 carries in his career. But you'll have Najee, Fryermuth, Deontay Pickens, everybody in their prime. TJ Watt's still in his prime. Minka Fitzpatrick, Alex Highsmith, all of your key players are in their prime now for the next couple of years. So if the Steelers offense shows something in 2024, they will be able to capitalize on that. If the Steelers offense looks similar to what they look like in 2022, you're just going to have a hard time catching up to the cream of the NFL, especially as the Steelers, if you don't have a premier quarterback or a premier coordinator. So I am very encouraged because I think that the Steelers have a lot more blue chip players than, than people realize. And I think they compared the NFL actually are, are higher on the list of blue chip players are very high on the list, I guess, just in general, but that, that lack of depth on the offensive line and defensive line is concerning. And then the big question mark is the quarterback. What's going to happen with the quarterback? Cause we know the coordinator isn't going to do him for uh, do it for him. So I'll be re- really curious to see that. Now, Kenny Pickett is going to captain the offense. Cam Hayward will continue to cap- captain the defense. 
there's been talk of him retiring recently that kind of appeared out of nowhere. It's logical with him. What is he like 33 now? He's been having fun with people on the internet, as he says, basically tempting them to see if he'll retire or not. I think some of the language he used on his podcast actually left the door open for him potentially retiring. I'm just here to say right now, there's not even a fraction of a percentage of my brain that believes Cam Hayward will retire right now. It's not happening. No way. And plus he said, you won't see me on no damn beach soon. I'm too busy working out. Uh, He's still dominant. He's hungry. There's no chance he's retiring. But next, let's move on from that, right? Let's move on to who's going to help him out in the draft. And we've been hammering this home pretty hard since halfway through the regular season. The Steelers have three picks and I th- in the top 50 or so, right? So 60 maybe. The Steelers need to dedicate two of those picks, if not all three, to offensive and defensive line. I do not care about corner at this point. That is a luxury position to me. I see people highlighting that. Now, if, one of the, if a really good corner slides to them, sure, I'm definitely down for it because that's a position of need, and, and obviously that'll transform your team. But to me, the lines are so much more important because you start playing with these sexy skill positions a lot. You're, you're sort of implying that you're going to outduel Joe Burrow and, and, and Mahomes and all these guys, and that's just not what the Steelers are built for. They need to build themselves like the Eagles. They need to kick people's asses. That's how they need to handle this. So they have no depth on the offensive line and really no star players, maybe James Daniel. That's a problem. Cam Hayward, if he misses any time, the Steelers are bordering on the worst off defensive line in the league. Thank God they have the edge rushers, right? But so that being said, I think offensive line is still a bigger priority than defensive line, even though there's a lot of questions on defensive line with Warmly coming off of an ACL, probably won't be ready. Alu Alu probably retiring. You know, Loudermilk and Leal and, and Adams not really showing that much. Uh, you know, it is what it is. There's going to have to be a free agent signing as well for these positions. But regardless, they have to prioritize that. I mean, you can't even name a backup offensive lineman in Pittsburgh, let alone a star on offense. They need to take that. And as a result of those numerous needs, the Steelers are not trading. And they cannot trade up for another player. I I don't even think trading down makes a ton of sense. Uh, We'll see if the Steelers are more willing to do that under Omar Khan. I feel like they probably will be. But they definitely don't need to be trading up this year because they have so many needs. And they're actually in a really good position to address those. So no trading out and yes, focusing on the trenches. That's what the Steelers need to do right now. They need to surround Kenny Pickett with some ass kickers so he can lead the boys to victory. All right. Thank you for listening to the Steelers Outpost podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Steelers Outpost at gmail.com. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.